Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 6 of Bold, a bouldering podcast. More and more climbers across the globe are being affected by quarantines. Gyms and outdoor areas are closing down right, left and center. And no one really knows how long the COVID-19 pandemic is going to last. And what we can predict at this moment is that things are going to get worse in the coming weeks and we should all do our best to limit the damage. Stay at home when you're having symptoms such as headaches, throat pain, shortness of breath, fever, etc. Wash your hands a lot, drink lots of water, limit your social activities to the bare minimum, and so on. Sadly, to be responsible in this way implicates that we shouldn't go to the gym. In some countries, gyms are already closed down. Now, Closing down places where a lot of people meet is a rational decision, and even more so for climbing gyms. Us climbers are all indirectly touching each other's hands all the time when climbing. So how do we deal with this as climbers? A lot of us have training plans and goals we want to reach, and some might even have planned a bouldering trip. First things first, don't get demotivated. Climbing is all about challenges, and this is but another one you face on your path to success. You can get stronger without having access to a gym, or at least not lose your current level of fitness. I hope to assist you in this challenge and inspire you with some exercises and creative solutions. And this episode will be divided in seven chapters. Chapter 1. What are your weaknesses? Chapter 2. Powerful pulling. Chapter 3. Flawless flexibility. Chapter 4. Annoying antagonists. Chapter 5. Casual core. Chapter 6. Freaky fingers. And chapter 7. Some extra tips. Now, I do recommend to Google the exercises that I bring up. That way, you'll be sure that you're doing it right. Chapter 1. What are your weaknesses? Your first priority in the coming weeks or months should be to stay healthy, your second to stay fit, and your third to get stronger. Now luckily for us, it's quite easy to stay on a certain power level. The most important thing is to keep your body moving, especially the parts that you use most in climbing upper body, fingers, core, etc. Now next to staying fit, we might want to get stronger as well. And what better time than now to address our weaknesses? We tend to want to improve on our strengths all the time because it seems easier. Personally, I've got a good set of pulling muscles on my back and shoulders, but my hips are as stiff as can be. Now even though I know this, when I want to improve, I quickly get on a pulling muscle workout schedule totally ignoring my obvious weakness, flexibility. Now is the time to look in the mirror and address your weaknesses. You've got nowhere to run. Now, be as objective as you can be when you're trying to figure out what they are. It might help to look at some climbing videos of yourself, preferably the ones where you failed. Now, you could also get in contact with your usual gym buddies and ask them the following question. What would you say my weaknesses are? Please be as honest as you can be, since I'm building a new quarantine training plan. Also, does anyone have extra toilet paper? I like to ask myself this question. Out of the following categories, which one contributes the most to me failing a route? Pulling power, 
flexibility, antagonist muscles or risk of injury, core muscles or finger strength? Now, my answer to this question would be flexibility and core muscles. Now, if you found out yours, pay extra attention to the chapters regarding them, since these will have to be the focus of your quarantine training plan. Now, the ideal structure of your training plan would be an intense training on every day that you would normally go to the gym, and maybe some light training on rest days, with a focus on your weaknesses throughout both training and rest days. For example, I'd normally go to the gym today, so I will do a pulling muscle and finger strength workout, combined with flexibility and core workout before and after. This way, I emulate my gym session and add some extra training for my weaknesses. And the next day, I'll rest, but still do a light core and flexibility workout with some antagonist training added to it. Now, at least take two days of full rest a week in these times. Keep that immune system strong. Chapter 2. Powerful Pulling now, If you want to emulate a bouldering session, you surely need a pulling muscle workout. Our boulders rely on fast twitch muscle fibers in our backs, shoulders and arms to elevate us. Now, Luckily for us, there are more than enough options to sustain these muscles and maybe even to get them stronger. Now, first of all, find something to pull on. I'll always try and give alternatives to gym equipment so that you can do these exercises without spending too much money or without having to go to the store. If you have a puller bar at home, perfect. All of the following exercises will be possible for you. If you don't have a bar, check out your home for sturdy door jams, stairs that you can hang on to, a thick tree branch, and if you're truly desperate, you can use the edge of a dining table with your feet resting on a chair in the distance. Exercise 1. Now before we dive into regular pull-ups, I'd like to introduce you to my favorite exercise on the bar. It's somewhere in between a pulling muscle and antagonist muscle exercise the scapular pull-up. This exercise trains the muscles in between your scapula to contract, which in turn secures your shoulders and lessens your risk of injury. And next to being this amazing injury prevention exercise, it also doubles as a warm-up into your pulling workout. Now grab your pull-up bar, or alternative to it, and hang low in your shoulders. When ready, pull down on your arms as if you're bending the bar. Your chest should rise up and your head should move backwards. You only need to perform a small motion here. Contract those muscles in between your scapula and then lower back down in a controlled fashion. Feel free to search for scapular pull-up on Google or YouTube to get an example. Exercise two, regular pull-ups. Now regular pull-ups are a great way to sustain your pulling muscles. Do them wide, narrow, and every other variation you can think of. A variation is key here. I like to do around 7 reps because this closely correlates to the average amount of moves in a bouldering problem. And you can do more or less according to your preference. I like to do 7 sets of this. Now, if doing a couple of these pull-ups feels like your absolute max output of power, then take 3 to 5 minutes rest in between sets. If not, keep those 3 to 5 minutes for the following exercise, weighted pull-ups, and stick with 1 minute of rest for now. Now, when doing pull-ups, pay attention to your form and aim to increase your control of the motion. Fast and economic movement is what we're going for here. Exercise 3. Weighted pull-ups. 
And this one is for those who didn't find the regular pull-ups difficult enough. If you have a weight belt, perfect. If not, feel free to use a backpack filled with the cans of beans that you hoarded earlier. Now, as suggest, starting with about 5% of your body weight, building your way up to 10%. Again, 7 reps for 7 sets with 3 to 5 minutes of rest in between. Now, by resting 3 to 5 minutes, we allow our body to recharge our electric energy system. More on energy systems in a future episode. Exercise 4. Frenchies. Now, Frenchies are great for training lack of strength. Control and balance are of great importance. Now, to do Frenchies, start with a regular pull-up, but hold in the top position for 3 seconds. Then drop down to when your arms are at a 90 degree angle and hold for 3 seconds again. Then drop down to when your arms reach a 120 degree angle and hold again for 3 seconds. Now on the way up, you'll want to hold again at 90 degrees for 3 seconds and at the top for 3 seconds. There you go, you just did one Frenchie. Now do 3 of them and take a 3 minute rest afterwards. Now try to do three sets of these. I again recommend to search for this exercise on YouTube. Now, there are obviously a lot more pulling exercises than the ones I listed here, but these might set you off on the right path. Now if you're hungry for more, check out one-arm pull-ups, typewriters, square pull-ups, uneven grip pull-ups, and more. Chapter three, flawless flexibility. Now, a flexibility workout is perfect for rest days or ending your training days. You'll want to make sure that you're already warmed up so you don't hurt yourself. So if you're doing this on a rest day, do some light aerobic activity beforehand, such as rope skipping or jumping jacks. A hundred of these should get you adequately warmed up. Now, this chapter won't be as long as a previous one on pulling exercises. Simply because this is my personal weakness and there's endless stretches out there. However, I do recommend starting with a full body flexibility workout, also targeting your shoulders, neck, and back. Now you can find multiple guided yoga flexibility workouts on YouTube, and they'll do a way better job at explaining this than me. Now once you're done with this full body flexibility workout, I recommend getting into some climbing specific territory, focusing on hip and leg muscle flexibility. You should be properly warmed up by now, so go for some deeper and longer stretches. A good idea is to hold a stretch for 15 seconds, relax out of it for a while, and then come back for 30 seconds. Relax back out again, and then stretch for a full minute. But all the people that I know that stretch a lot and have a crazy amount of flexibility tend to prefer doing their stretches on feeling. The timer can really get you out of the vibe. Try to focus on enjoying the stretches first of all. Now, Personally, I really like yoga, so I recommend using the following search terms when looking for exercises. Yoga poses for hips and legs. Find exercises that you really like and bring as much variation as you can to the table. Chapter 4. Annoying Antagonists Now when bouldering, we tend to forget all about our antagonist muscles. In my case, I forget them on purpose. It's a bit annoying to work on muscles that you don't seem to use. 
but we do use them. They help to keep our main pulling muscles in balance and when trained, reduce the risk of injury by a lot. After a couple minor finger injuries and a shoulder injury, I started appreciating these handy, albeit sometimes boring, exercises. Exercise 1. Push-ups. Now push-ups are great, there's no way around it. In comparison to the more boring wrist curls and shrugs, they seem like that one cousin at the family get-together that understands why you need to boulder three times a week. Fun and appeasing. Now with push-ups, you really want to get your form right. We don't want your ass up all the way, and we also don't want your crotch buried in the sand. Settle for something in between that feels comfortable for your lower back. Now keep this form while doing the push-up. There's supposed to be no movement in your lower back and hips. When doing regular push-ups, your arms should make a 90 degree angle at the lowest point. Again, we're looking for short, concentric movement up and down with a millisecond of hanging still at the bottom and on top, just like with pull-ups. Feel free to bring lots of variation to this exercise. You can go wider with your arms or more narrow, elevate your legs to increase difficulty or add weight by wearing a backpack with books. You can also do scapular push-ups and it might be fun to try and do a one-arm push-up. You can find examples of these exercises on the World Wide Web. Exercise 2. Wrist curls. Now wrist curls are great to prevent finger injuries and increase your forearm size and thus your confidence. Now, if you have some weights laying around, great. If not, a one or two liter water bottle will do just fine. Now take your weight or bottle and sit down. Place your elbow on your knee and drop your hand with the bottle so that your forearm is horizontal with the ground. Your palm should be facing down and your arm should be relaxed with the bottle hanging down. Now, pull your knuckles towards your shoulder slowly and then slowly drop the bottle back down. Five sets of 15 reps with one minute rest in between should get you burning. Exercise three, shrugs. Now these are so boring, but really easy to do. You need a pair of two liter bottles, one in each hand. Stand up straight with your feet at shoulder width and now shrug like you just don't care. Now do keep that motion controlled though. Do five sets of 15 reps with one minute rest. Now these exercises are just to inspire you and not the only ones you should do. Check out Eric Hurst's book, The Rock Climber's Exercise Guide for more amazing exercises. Or check out the internet for antagonist exercises for climbers. Chapter five, casual core. Now core workouts are great to add to your lineup on training days and rest days. Since the core muscles mostly come in secondary, to the pulling muscles. I'll get straight to the point here. Exercise one, elbow plank. Now the most basic of all core exercises, but a classic in its own right, it's a decent total core exercise, but mostly focuses on the anterior core muscles or abdominals. Now just as with the push-ups, you want to keep your back straight and don't drop or rise your hips. Hold this position for around a minute and do three to five sets with a minute rest in between. If you're getting sick of the elbow plank, check out the reverse plank, and my personal favorite, the mountain climber plank. 
Exercise two, hanging knee lifts. Now this one is very climbing specific, so really try to incorporate this exercise. Hang on your pull-up bars with hands facing away. Briskly pull up your knees to your chest and hold them there for a millisecond, after which you lower them down slowly. Now when you're at your lowest point again, immediately start your next upward motion. Try to do five sets of 15 reps with three minutes rest in between. Exercise three, side hip raises. Now this one mainly focuses on the sides of your torso. Lie on your side on the floor and push up on your arm, supporting your body weight with your foot and your hand, keeping your back, hips and legs in a straight line. You should form some kind of triangle. Now dip your hips all the way down and bring them back up. Three sets of 15 reps on both sides. Take one minute rest in between sets and three minutes when you switch sides. Now, regular disclaimer again, find more of these exercises online by searching for climbing specific core exercises. Chapter six, freaky fingers. Now, you really don't wanna lose your hard earned finger strength in the coming weeks. Our finger strength mostly comes from our tendons and soft tissue. Now, these take a long time to adapt, and most of all, a continuous trigger. So it's of the utmost importance that we mainly use our fingers. We don't need to start hardcore hangboarding all of a sudden, of course. I'd recommend training a weakness again, your open hand grip. Now, this is most climbers' weakest grip type, preferring the crimp or half crimp position. Now, unbeknownst to many, your open hand grip can be as strong and stronger than your crimp. It just takes practice. Now, the advantage of this is that you're a lot less likely to hurt your tendons, so it's a good way to start hangboarding as well. Now, I'll describe a simple hangboarding routine that focuses on keeping your finger strength and strengthening your open hand grip. If you follow these instructions, the workout is fairly safe for all levels especially if you're doing zero gym climbing at the moment. Now before you do any hangboarding, make sure you warm up your fingers and pulling muscles with some scapular pull-ups, regular pull-ups, and maybe squishing a stress ball or kneading some bread. Now for this exercise, you'll need a hangboard, a sturdy door frame, stairs, or the dining table trick where you hang underneath it and rest your heels on a distant chair. Now, Hang in an open-handed position for seven seconds and rest for 53 seconds. Repeat this seven times. After that, hang in a half crimp position for seven seconds and rest 53 seconds. Repeat this seven times as well. If you still have some fire left after this, feel free to keep repeating this until you feel satisfied. If this feels too easy for you, Search for a more advanced hangboarding routine online. Remember that hangboarding starts making sense at the two to three year mark. Before that, you can't really speed up much of the adaptations that are happening to your fingers and the risk of injuring them is a lot bigger. But during this quarantine, you probably need a bit of finger specific exercises, even if you're a beginner. Chapter seven, some extra tips. Now what else can you do? next to the previously described workouts. A couple of things. First of all, rest. This is the optimal time for rest and recovery. 
If you've been feeling a slight pain in your shoulders in the last few sessions, rest. Does your left index finger feel twitchy? Rest. And, and ice baths, preferably. Are you tired? Rest. So you get the point. Now is the time to rest. You've got more time for sleep, naps and cooking. So try to eat lots of vegetables and fruit. Get those vitamins. Drinking loads of water is again part of my advice. Last but not least, I'd like to recommend Buildering. Check out your surroundings. You might have a medieval brick wall in your city or a building with textured bricks. And always stay safe with crash pads and never climb on private property, unless it's your own. Cold, dry evenings are the perfect time for these Buildering sessions. Now make sure people see that you're weird climbers and not burglars. And that's that for this emergency episode. Stay healthy in the coming weeks and try to minimize your risk of spreading the disease. Next episode will be online the 27th of March. And if you have any topics you'd want to see covered, feel free to let me know at Bold Bouldering on Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to subscribe or maybe leave a reference for fellow climbers. Until next time.